It's October 28th, 2020, and welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Alex Harris from the Castle Foundation, and he's here to tell us about a new career pathways resource. And then we'll be joined by Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups, Lauren Roth, venue from 3R Water, <coughs> and Jessica Blotter from Kind Traveler, and we'll talk about the Blue Startups Cohort 12 experience, the virtual experience. A quick uh, update for those of you ha- who are uh, looking for jobs as a result of the COVID-19. Uh, Pono Shim from the Oahu Economic Development Board is hosting a one-hour briefing with Jonathan Weinberger, and he's the founder of Game Dev HQ, and this is a uh, part of the Aloha Connects Innovation Program. Uh, to support the increasing interest in the game development uh, positions in Hawaii. And, of course, uh, if you are interested in that, this is going to take place tomorrow. So you better uh, get the signed up. I will post the link on the show notes later on tonight. Uh, but this is taking place um, tomorrow. It's going to be virtual. It's going to be at 12 noon to 1 p.m. And like I said, I'll put the show notes, uh, put the link up on the show notes for later on. And of course, I want to welcome Alex Harris from Castle Foundation to tell us about this Career Pathways project that he's uh, been uh, instrumental in in, uh, getting off the ground. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks, Bert. Appreciate you having me on. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the genesis of of this project. I guess it's career pathways, but I also want to link it to the uh, Hawaii Executive Collaborative that uh, did something called the the uh, Talent Roadmap. But um, what was the genesis of the career pathway resource? Sure. So we have a skills gap here in Hawaii, and maybe I could just tell a quick story to illustrate what I'm talking about. Back when we could travel, I was on the island of Kauai, and I, I had a conversation with executives at the hospital who were desperate there for homegrown workers. Um, And soon afterwards, I talked with a number of high school students who didn't know about the range of jobs in the healthcare field and assumed that they had to leave the island in order to make it. So Hawaii Career Pathways is a statewide commitment to give students the tools that they need to explore and plan an education to career pathway that's right for them. And, And we think technology is one way that we can address this skills gap. There's a lot of really rich information out there, but it's scattered, uh, and you have to know where to look in order to figure out which jobs are on the rise and, and what paths to take into those jobs. And so we set about to develop a website at www.hawaiicareerpathways.org that contains a lot of that information. And so, Alex, I mean, what is uh, what is different now that uh, I guess brought on by the pandemic that you know wasn't uh, addressed or wasn't, wasn't there something before that uh, helped students go through some kind of career uh, path, you know, decision-making? Yeah, it's a good question, Bart. And uh, I should mention that this effort is a partnership between the Department of Education, the University of Hawaii Community College System, the Workforce Development Council, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, and a number of other uh, partners such as ourselves. And it's run by Hawaii P20. And You mentioned a few moments ago the the talent roadmap, and it's a great example of how we need to be far more uh, focused in really trying to figure out which jobs are recession-resistant 
uh, and which uh, are the emerging opportunities uh, that technology, artificial intelligence, and the like are really driving mm-hmm. in our marketplace. And so we've, you know, we've done career counseling for a long time, but this is an effort to be far more connected between our middle, high schools, and community college systems, so that students and parents have the information that they need to make smart choices. So, so when you say connected, uh, and and you mentioned DOE and P twenty and and P twenty, I think is housed at at the university. How do you connect between the educational institutions and the actual jobs that are out there? Uh, do you have private sector involvement, and and of course, there's also the effort to do kind of a remote work type of opportunities. How do you envision connecting all those dots? Sure. So maybe I could share just a few examples of, of what's on the website itself. Uh, and as I said, this information exists, but it's scattered. And so we tried to pull it into one place. So there are amazing stories uh, from high school students interviewing local professionals about a range of careers. Uh, there's advice from school counselors and, and scholarship information. There's a connection to a local job site that has more than 25,000 open jobs right now. Uh, information on internships and apprenticeships uh, that are available in our community. There's a, a list of 137 promising credentials, uh, Bert, that, that have real value. Credentials like a, a certified first responder that opens up EMT and paramedic jobs for folks. And so these are examples of the benefits of uh, collaborating between your secondary schools, your post-secondary schools, and then using uh, the information that's available from uh, business leaders and CEOs to really make sure that we're sending signals to young people about the degrees and certificates that have real value when they go out uh, to look for a job. You know, Alex, I mean, I think uh, this is this warrants uh, a much further and deeper conversation. And I think maybe I'll have you back and, and maybe we'll have uh, uh, some folks from uh, either P20 or maybe even the private sector that are part of this uh, program because I think it's great. And so I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and put the link up on our show notes, hawaiicareerpathways.org. And Alex, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for your time today, Bert. I really appreciate it. Take good care. Aloha. Thanks. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups, Lauren Roth, venue from 3R Water, and Jessica Blotter from Kind Traveler. And we'll talk about Blue Startups Cohort 12. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. I'm glad uh, to welcome back to the show Shanoa Fonsworth with uh, Blue Startups, Lauren Roth Venu from 3R Water and Jessica Blotter from Kind Traveler. And, of course, they're here to talk about the Blue Startups experience and the upcoming demo day that's happening, I think, on Friday. But we'll get into the details of that. I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us uh, virtually. And I guess everybody is uh, kind of in this virtual world now and, uh, you know, I, I would uh, love to have you all in the studio so I can I can look you in the eyes and ask you these questions. But uh, I'm going to have to just imagine that I'm I'm looking at you. But you know, for for Lauren and um, Jessica, I want to maybe start off by just having you give us a, a sense of what what is your company. Uh, and we'll start with Lauren. Tell us a little bit about Three R Water. 
Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for um, for having us on today. Um, so 3R Water is, is basically a climate technology company, and our whole goal is to help build water security and resiliency. Uh, we specifically work with cities uh, to help respond to the issues of storms that are happening because of climate change, and we provide a mobile and data platform to support these cities by providing stormwater metrics and even engaging uh, the community to help reduce the flooding and pollution issues. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, and then, uh, Jessica, Jessica, tell us a little bit about uh, Kind Traveler. I like the name, Kind Traveler. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, happy to share. So, Kind Traveler is the first give-and-get hotel booking and media platform that empowers travelers to positively impact the communities that they visit. And the way that we do that is just through a simple give-and-get model where travelers will unlock exclusive hotel rates and perks when they give a $10 nightly donation to a locally vetted charity in that community. And it's not so much about what uh, about the $10, but what the $10 does. So it can do things like provide 40 nutritious meals to in-need individuals or clean up 250 pounds of trash um, out of local waterways with a, an environmental charity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do this currently through 120 hotels and 70 charities in uh, 15 countries. And it's very much um, now and, and as we face COVID-19, is very much a destination recovery tool um, for tourism boards, hotels, and just destinations overall to rebuild uh, responsibly. So, so Jessica, you're, you're already pretty much established throughout the uh, world already. I mean, it sounds like you have a, a whole bunch of hotels already signed up. Yeah, we do. We've been in, we've been in business for a couple of years now. Great. Uh, we're we're growing. We're a growing company. Yeah. Um, so mostly in the U.S., uh, some in Mexico, Caribbean, um, but mostly centered here in, in the U.S. And Lauren, uh, how many years has uh, your company been been in operation? Uh, yes. Uh, well, we've started around in twenty eighteen. Uh, we actually initially started when we received uh, some funding from the State of Hawaii Water Security Advisory Group as well as the Hawaii Community Foundation uh, to develop the first uh, version of this uh, mobile application platform. And we actually initially uh, piloted it in schools to um, here in Honolulu uh, to basically have the kids beta test it and make sure it was really user-friendly. We actually created a whole curriculum around it uh, with the support of KUPU, um, but really, our enterprise software just got launched um, at the end of 2019, and we're currently working with the city and county of Honolulu on a pilot uh, to support their um, their future potential stormwater utility that they'll be um, potentially bringing forward in the next couple of years. Oh, that's great. So uh, what, what uh, schools were kind of piloting this system? Right. So we worked with uh, Lanikai Elementary as well as um, Waikiki elementary uh, school in Kalihi, as well as Sunset Elementary up on the North Shore. But uh, really it was, you know, most of the kids got to essentially uh, utilize the app to to work in groups as a design thinking course Mm -hmm. to think about, you know, what are the issues today with water infrastructure, what's happening with climate change, and teaching them a little bit about what's called green uh, stormwater infrastructure. So basically things like rainwater harvesting and rain gardens, and then how they could work in groups to um, you know, audit their campuses of where stormwater is being generated, identify projects, um, and then they, they at the end they ended up um, with that funding, were able to actually get two of the schools got projects installed. 
That's great. And now, then with that, they, they provided yeah some feedback as we were you know creating the app and um, giving us some you know fun things that we could include to make it um, easy and fun to use. Cool, cool. Now, <clears throat> Shanoa, you've got uh, two companies represented here on the show, and there's a total of of eight. Would you kind of characterize uh, maybe uh, what this uh, cohort twelve was like? Yeah, well, I mean, this cohort twelve, um, I think, is our most diverse cohort and also our most impactful. I mean, you've just heard uh, two great examples of that, right? Both of these companies are in the technology space, but they are led by women, which is something um, that we set out to um, find more of in this cohort, and also having a positive impact on our planet, which was something else we wanted to do. Um, Some of our other companies are also uh, making impact. So we have companies in the energy space. And um, then, of course, a host of companies doing our kind of usual B2B software plays. So we have um, Lead Roommate and Liquid Presentation and AppSurify. Those are all in the software space. Um, and Clubba, which is um, a kind of after-school online care for kids um, uh, uh, program. So uh, very diverse, you know, across the board. Of course, um, half the companies are in Hawaii, half the companies are elsewhere as per kind of our usual mix mm-hmm. in, in our cohort. So the total of eight companies. Now, Chanel, when you when you went through the selection process of cohort 12, uh, it, it wasn't the the pandemic hadn't hit yet, had it? I mean, was it uh, was it something that you could pretty much do with the expectation that they would all be in Honolulu? Well, I mean, it was it was kind of a situation where it was changing every day. That's right. right so yeah, was, yeah. You know, it had hit, and we first uh, delayed the start date of the cohort by a, several months, mm-hmm. thinking we would be able to uh, do it in person. And when it became clear that that just wasn't going to happen, we shifted to an all virtual model, you know, which uh, of course is the first time we've had to do that. We do normally run the program in person here in Honolulu. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, everybody who has gone through the, the, the personal uh, face-to-face experience with Blue Startups uh, has enjoyed, uh, Shanoa, your your mentoring and your <laughs> taking care of everybody. But, you know, having having to do it virtually is a whole nother uh, experience. You know, um, Lauren, I mean, what what was it that uh, kind of interests you in going through an accelerator? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, I mean, I've my back history is I've been actually in the water sector. I have my own design consultancy firm that does integrated water resource management and green infrastructure design. So I had had some experience of you know running uh, my own business, but certainly being in the tech sector and being in the startup space was something uh, completely brand new for me. Even though. You know, it's it's uh, also another startup in a business. It's just a whole different type of platform. So, you know, Blue Startups was just uh, a wonderful way to really get, I mean, it's an amazing program where they go from A to Z within three months of really learning um, all the ins and outs, everything you need to know as a startup and the whole slew of mentors and, um, you know, resources that they provide is really invaluable. So, you know, it was really just a way to do exactly what um, a startup accelerator is supposed to do, to just help accelerate you. And, and I, I really feel like, you know, this program has definitely enabled that to happen for mm-hmm. me. And, and Jessica, you know, from uh, uh, from your uh, uh, place of origin, I mean, in California, I mean, there's a lot of other accelerators that you uh, could have get, gotten access to. I mean, what was it that drew you to Blue Startups? 
Yeah. Um, well, my co-founder is actually originally from Hawaii, grew up in Hawaii, um, and later joined the Air Force um, when he when he left the island. But, um, you know, when we were researching Blue Startups, we really loved that they were very forward-facing about their values and that they invested in impact companies and female founders and that sustainability was really important to them. And so... Um, our goal always with our partnerships across our tourism board partnerships, hotel and charity partnerships is always to make sure that we're a values aligned. So that was a really important driver for us. Um, we had to have some traction in Hawaii, not a lot. Um, we have our first hotel there, um, which is Turtle Bay in Oahu, um, and expect to do a lot more development there. But we were really out of phase um, with our business where we knew that we were going to raise fundraising, but it was uh, a new world for us to do that because we had really built the company by bootstrapping and um, through, you know, the essentially the funding, you know, the revenue of our, of our partners. And But it wasn't uh, fast enough for us. So we, um, we knew that an accelerator would give us the tools that we would need to go out and uh, raise funding and at least be prepared to do that. Um, so that we could we could grow Kind Traveler into the future in a in a more sustainable way. So Jessica, I'm curious. Uh, you know, given the fact that you're you're scaling into uh, uh, many markets, was the <clears throat> the pandemic in any way limiting your ability to uh, connect with the hotels and connect with the providers of of the the um, let's say the the services that you're you know linking up with uh, the traveler yeah. I mean were you able to do that uh, in a virtual way as opposed to having to travel to all these locations and, and find all these partners yeah that's a great question so we definitely shifted our strategy to focus on domestic tourism versus you know, anything international so we really uh, just honed in on drive markets where, you know, our main markets were uh, California and Florida, Texas and New York. And so we started looking at uh, where travelers could drive to because that's what everybody's doing right now. Um, so we, we got laser focused on that. Um, but then with the pandemic, we were able to kind of flip it, um, you know, turning a bad into a good um, by, by really bringing to light that kind traveler is a tool for destination recovery because community impact has never been more important, especially when you look at the amount of food banks that are being utilized by people right now. Um, there's this need to rebuild responsibly, and the travel industry um, had its flaws before, and this is a, a chance not only to think about health and wellness, but also about the climate crisis and how tourism can have a positive impact in communities versus negative, um, you know, if not managed responsibly. So that's what we're here to do, and we've seen a lot of resonance with tourism boards and just signed uh, North Lake Tahoe Tourism last week. And so uh, I think this is really our path forward into the future. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and Shanoa, I do want to ask you about how you, you know, really gave some thought to pivoting, you know, the whole cohort experience from in-person to, to virtual. So uh, I, I do want to have you talk about that. We'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Shanoa Fonsworth, Lauren Roth-Benu, and Jessica Blotter. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Bavarian Motor Experts. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Shanoa Fonsworth from Blue Startups, Lauren Roth, Venu from 3R Water, and Jessica Blotter from Kind Traveler. And, of course, right before the break, we we're talking about, uh, you know, really uh, adapting to the sort of the virtual world that we're now living in. And, and of course, uh, I think Kind Traveler had a really good way of, of uh, pivoting into that, into that uh, whole space. And, and Shanoa, when you, when you started to really think about, <clears throat> you know, using the tools that uh, we're now all accustomed to, uh, but to really <laughs> apply them for the purpose of an accelerator, uh, what were some of the things that you kind of highlighted and featured and, you know, were your mentors still available? I mean, how did you pull all that together? It's one thing to do it in person. It's another thing to do it all virtually. Yeah. I mean, we, of course, Zoom, you know, became our best friend, like it has for everybody else, I think, in the world. And, you know, we've been able to really take advantage of a lot of their features, like breakout rooms, which mm-hmm. we use mm-hmm. for all of the meetings, specifically with um, one-on-one with companies. You know, the, the uh, on the positive side, our mentor network is global, and we've been able to access all of our mentor network instead of just a, a small slice of it like we normally would in person where we're dependent on geography and having to have, you know, our Hawaii mentors be here, and then we go to San Francisco and we meet with our San Francisco mentors there. Um, but in this virtual environment, we've been able to bring in all of our mentors uh, to meet with our companies online. Uh, with no no barriers to entry. So I think actually in, in many ways, this cohort has gotten broader exposure to our mentor network than, than any cohort previously. Well, I do want to ask you about the, the demo day. And then, of course, uh, what did you substitute the, 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 you know, the travels to the, you know, the Silicon Valley uh, portion of, of uh, you know, the, the, the normal, I think, um, rollout of the cohort? Uh, but before we get to that, I want to ask Lauren. You know, Lauren. So, your your um, model for uh, getting schools involved and and uh, the software that you've developed. I mean, how do you see that scaling across other markets? Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for that question. Yeah. So, just to be clear, we we um, we we worked with the schools initially during the development of the app, but we actually pivoted, um, you know, late in 2019 to have it be more targeted for for cities specifically stormwater agencies mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those cities that have things called stormwater utilities. For those who don't know what a stormwater utility is, it's, um, it's a, usually a, a city-based program, but what they do is they put fees on properties based off of the amount of impervious areas, so roofs, roads, and parking lots, and then importantly incentivize them to capture that rainwater on property and infiltrate it on site as part of an overall um, you know, resiliency initiative to, in terms of you know, thinking about how we manage stormwater in the future, but also to mitigate pollution. So our app really supports these um, stormwater agencies incentive programs and gives, also provides a, a data platform where they can, um, that provides metrics for tracking the location status and volumes of stormwater being captured in a community. So that's important moving forward for not only their compliance purposes, but also, you know, meeting sustainability metrics. So with that model, that's we're piloting this with um, the city and county of Honolulu currently. Um, we have also been um, uh, in contact and scoping a, a scope of work for the city of Auckland and are using a similar kind of pilot 
uh, scheme potentially for other cities across the U.S. Um, where we really can allow our software to be customizable for that particular city program and support their initiatives um, in, their, in their stormwater utility space. So, so um, there's, two th- there's like 2,000 plus of these stormwater utilities across the United States and growing in nine countries. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal just because, um, again, this is really just to be able to create a dedicated revenue stream to address the issue that um, these cities have to adapt and respond to climate change and other issues um, where we've had increased urbanization and more intense storms. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the, up, the infrastructure needs to be updated. And so in terms of uh, your, your sort of takeaway from the, the, the Blue Startups experience, I mean, what is it that you will now go out into the, into the marketplace and, and apply? Certainly, I mean, Blue Startups really has has helped me establish what that framework um, might look like, and through all the, the mentors they have provided, it also helped create a strategy of how we would also potentially expand, um, you know, outside of Hawaii and potentially in, in other cities across the globe. So, um, really, there's there's not one single thing. It's been a, the whole program coming together, I think, to prepare us uh, to really propel um, into this market as we um, as we grow outside of Hawaii. And and Jessica, in terms of uh, what uh, your kind of first uh, plan of action once you graduate from uh, the cohort twelve, what is what is it that you're going to take away from uh, the blue startup experience? Yeah, of course. Um, the the mentorship that that blue has provided has been unparalleled. I mean, we've just been surrounded by a really warm, amazing, generous, compassionate um, group of people that um, really care about what we're doing and our businesses and our success and future. And, you know, that's something that um, you can't buy. And uh, that that's really the biggest, um, you know, the most valuable thing I'll be taking away because uh, it really will give that, that infrastructure to to build the company, to grow, evolve it, and, you know, always have uh, a group of, you know, experts around you to help guide and, and steer your future pathway. And, you know, that's what Blue has done, and it's helped shape that future pathway so we can go out with confidence, um, well-equipped with all the tools that we need um, to accomplish our goals. So we're so grateful for, for that opportunity, truly. Yeah, no, sounds good. So, Shanoa, you, you have Demo Day coming up. Uh, it's coming up on Friday. What what can people expect if they sign up to attend Demo Day? So, Demo Day is tomorrow. Oh, Thursday. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's tomorrow, so you got to hurry okay. up Okay, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so we will be doing an all-virtual Demo Day. Um, but other than the fact that it's all virtual, it's really very similar in format. We have every company giving a five-minute pitch. We have a VC panel, which uh, will be calling in with um, their questions for the companies. We have um, our VCs, which are all female this time around. That was one of our goals as well. And then we'll have some alumni updates, so some companies that have already gone through the program. Uh, and some, some networking and breakout sessions, and then an after party all online. So we're using a multitude of platforms. We'll be using Hopin for the main event, and then Spatial Chat for the after party. So it's going to be a, a whole new uh, online experience for for folks who've only been in the Zoom world. Well, so sounds far. good. And so, so Shanoa, where <laughs> can where can people sign up so that they can attend this tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. 
probably the best uh, place is just to go to our website. It's in our events, and you can sign up there. Um, it's uh, well, sounds, hop in. Sounds is good. Registration. So yeah. Shanoa Fonsworth is with Blue Startups. Lauren Roth Benu is three R Water, and Jessica Blotter from Kind Traveler. And, of course, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Bars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the post-election environment for some key nonprofits. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and of course, stay safe. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.